Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of SaaS Marketing Makeover. I am very excited today to be joined by Pete Lorenko, Senior Director of Demand Gen at Alice. Welcome to the show, Pete. Thanks, Garrett. Excited to be here. And you know, thank you for the opportunity to you know share this venue and, and opportunity with all with you and the, the audience. So. Heck yeah, man. Well, you put your glasses on so you look way smarter. How, do I look smarter now? What do you think? Is this yeah. smarter or less smart? Like, I'm, I'm getting old and it's harder for me to see <laughs> my life. And I, I have get... the same issue. How do you keep them clean though? Did your glasses get like spotty all the time? Is it a nightmare? I got this. Like it's <laughs> not designed for glasses, but it works. And just I stare at screen like everyone. You stare at screens for a long time. So you start. Oh, I'm gonna be cross-eyed and blind yeah. by the time I'm 50. So, like, like, these help no like the blue light and everything. Like I, I don't normally don't wear glasses, but it just helps with like the headaches and stuff I get from staring at screens all day. But I, I do the same thing. I, but I'm too like, corporate and my in-house like office, you know, like at my house, and I have left all my washers like stuff and like trying to use your shirt is not that effective with glasses. No. The problem is it creates these terrible reflections, and you can see yourself and you can't look like an alien or something, but no, no, no. It looks great, man. Well, I'm excited to uh, have you here. Um, as always, everybody's tuning in. You know, Pete hasn't seen who's on the wheel. I sure as heck don't know who's on the wheel. Um, Brian's like Fort Knox, y'all. Like, we can't get anything on Brian. So, um, with that being said, anyone you hope it is, Pete, like a kind of like an industry you've been curious about or like somebody you want to check out or look at? I don't have any preference. I, I think, you know, cybersecurity could be an interesting one. Maybe okay. my wife's in channel sales and she's in that or has been in that space. So that kind of intrigues me, but nothing in particular. I think as long as it's not a competitor, that, that would be awkward. But. All right. Well, let's, hey, let's have some fun and uh, let's see who's on that wheel today. I don't see cybersecurity. Oh, good. They went with a little one. All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. All right, let me share my screen. All right. We have 30 minutes to fix Shopify, the fastest growing e-commerce platform in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, immediately they don't go full width. I haven't seen that in a while. Have you? I have not seen that in quite a while. I'd be really interested if it's always been that way and if there's been like A-B testing, et cetera. But um, it's an interesting, interesting design choice. It is because wouldn't you assume that their ideal customer could quite often be evaluating their homepage from a monitor? You would think, um, but I wonder if it's a test that they're doing and they've built a site that's really been mobile friendly, probably because of the type of clients that they serve. And my gut is probably what you're experiencing that you and I are experiencing on the desktop uh, version of this right now. It might be mirrored very closely on the on a mobile yeah, but the way software development's gone these days, you can create two unique sure. experiences. You know what I mean? Like, Could, but I don't know. It's an interesting, it's an interesting decision. I do I like it though, because it does create a certain level of focus. If that makes sense, like I'm drawn in now to the information instead of the information kind of. I don't know. I'm not necessarily against it. I just haven't seen anyone do it. I, I don't think I've seen it. Um, I, I do wonder if it's a little bit like if you scroll back down for a second to that middle, like that third kind of, you start getting to a quite a bit of white space um i yeah. do like the color coding and the ability to kind of maybe call out or sh or showcase certain sections but when you get to like with 
with you wherever you're going that section this area is a little yeah yeah. get a little bit white space dominant i know the design people that might be listening might have opinions of that or 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 okay with it but i do like i do like imagery and coloring and the ability to kind of call out certain sections or or certain things but yeah it's an interesting decision it'd probably be great to get their thoughts as to why that my gut is there's a reason no yeah there has to be something they're doing there so let's go through the kind of positioning so the platform commerce is built on more than a million of the world's most successful brands trust Shopify to sell, ship, and process payments anywhere. Now, my curiosity here is I feel like Shopify does some things exceptionally well. I used to kind of run a drop shipping business and their checkout experience their design, their shop pay. There's some really, really special things that differentiate them from everyone else. I don't feel like they're leaning into that because like the analytics, like just Shopify is such a good software compared to like a Marketo or somebody. I just want to see how Marketo's positioning um, or sorry, Magento. My bad. Too much in stats right now. I want to see how Magento's <laughs> positioning themselves. Oh, Adobe bottom and ruined it. yeah i think you know my initial reaction like to that header if you go back to the shopify is yeah they're clearly leaning on being as we were joking at the beginning you know no big deal the fastest growing commerce company there is um with great social proof and amazing stories and charitable giving and like all the things that they're doing so that header for my translation I don't know anyone that's not aware of Shopify. So you can probably get away when you're a company like Shopify with a header that's very definitive. Like, hey, we are the biggest, the baddest. You got to pay attention to us kind of thing. But personally, I think for those who are typically watching or trying to assess this, a header and a you know the secondary copy that's more descriptive of exactly what you do and what makes you unique or how you help me, which to some degree they touch on, would be more useful. Again, I just think Shopify for you and I in this session is so unique because they're Shopify um, and they can likely get away with it. But I would argue that the biggest problem with their business as an opportunity is oftentimes getting people from trying it to actually selling things on it so they can make money on processing. And I'm not sure if they're addressing that, well like i just don't know like i would want it doesn't they're not using this space to articulate something that solves their the mission or the vision of their business is i guess yeah hesitation right like if i'm the ceo right and i've set this directive i think his name's toby right or i think it's his name right and i said this directive that we want to get better at x this is going to be the largest driver driver of revenue to finish this year and this is where we need to focus i can't tell what shopify is focused on from this yeah i agree i i think a header that could be something like you know how how businesses grow sell and do business online or ship online a header like that would be far more descriptive and help me better understand what they do and then they can supplement that with social proof and things like hey a million plus stores do business on our platform so i think we're we're both aligned with that I would be, it would maybe be interesting to go into like time capsule and see if they've tested and used other headers in the past. Yep. Again, I'm 
my gut kind of is, I think we both agree there's opportunity to maybe A-B test and, and tweak different headers here, but they also can probably get away with it. They're one of the probably few brands that the header in this top part doesn't impact them as much as it might impact somebody else. Totally agree. I just think it's a, yeah, it's like I feel like they have an opportunity to, to accomplish a core initiative of their vision here that I doesn't see that they're doing. But I love this outcome-oriented messaging. Start, sell, market, manage. That's pretty sweet. I got to give it to them. Like that's the most succinct, clever, customer-focused menu I've seen in a while. I really enjoy that. It it helps. It provides clarity in how to navigate. Right? I'm trying to figure out how to like start with Shopify. It's very obvious. And then if you I, I you went fast, so I'm I'm not that fast, but <laughs> you can start to break build out things like your branding, your online presence, your store setup. And I'm sure we can dig in some of these pages separately. If your sole focus is like, how do you sell online? My gut, I haven't been to the Shopify site. Yeah, let's see if they long. do it. Yeah, see, they give you this little hub page to start your business to take the steps from to move from ambition to action. I call it, I always say apathy to action. So I love this copy. That's sick. See, this is cool. I think this is such a customer-led strategy. This is kind of what I was looking for, I guess, more from the homepage was something that I thought really got me to that next moment, if that makes sense. And maybe why they can get away with that header too is the way they're using the nav. Yeah, um, that's and a great Because point. the nav is, frankly, outcome-oriented yep. in a sense. Yep. That header complements the nav in a way that it probably isn't again as detrimental or as damaging for their web experience as it might be for a company that the brand is less less well known um and yeah no i love what you're saying and i want to see if we could apply it to like more of a sask you said cybersecurity earlier so it's like take CrowdStrike, right so like you could theoretically go and say like secure stop operate or something right and you could almost bring that same type of logic into almost anything right you just have to become i think the problem with SaaS compared to shopify is their product roadmap is discombobulated due to all their funding and the quote-unquote opportunities they're constantly pursuing that they don't have as tight of an understanding of exactly how their product fits, fits their exact ideal customer and gets them across these three stages yeah especially stages. especially in like you know, any type, most SaaS companies and particularly cybersecurity, you're also got multiple use cases and multiple product lines. So trying to get to more of an outcome thing where I might be trying to buy an endpoint security solution as opposed to maybe X, like maybe, uh, you know, security auditing and things. Those are two very different use cases and needs. One that's more reactionary to maybe, a, you know, breach. Another one yeah. might be more about helping prevent and make sure that you're properly securing, you know, devices, et cetera. Here's a great example of someone who does that in SaaS, right? Source and attract, yeah. evaluate and collaborate, automate and hire. And then you have your product feature set within. I think this is one of my favorite SaaS menus I've ever seen in their ability to be outcome oriented. Uh, and I think that's what I mean, what Shopify is doing so well here in their information architecture. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And then sell everywhere. And then you still have this hub page that connects the other pages. It's also great SEO. In the sense that it's all internally linked within like a navigation that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, let's just really scroll. Cool. Can you scroll down? Like, let's just, I'm curious. Like, let's just see. I, I think so yeah. far what I've liked about all the pages is like the copy's not super heavy. Mm -hmm. You know, they're using no more than like three or four kind of key points in a section. So they're not overwhelming you with information. 
They've got links that pull you to other parts of the site, which is great, obviously. Good product imagery. I think the product shots could be bigger. I think maybe some of their users might not, like, I think you could probably have a little bigger product shots. I agree, and I wonder if that's a reflection of a design layout that's only taking advantage of a certain overall. Mm. Yep, yep, because if you even added, what, another couple hundred pixels here, a couple hundred pixels here, mm -hmm. you could really bring some of this imagery to life. Agreed. Okay, so we have some social proof down here. Is that interesting for a brand as big as Shopify to be leveraging social proof? I still think social proof is important, regardless yeah. if you're the big player, because you might be the biggest today, but you may not stay as the biggest. Um, threats are all around, right? Um, yep. And oftentimes, the big ones are the easiest targets. So... I, I would, my preference would be don't lose social proof. I think it's important regardless of size. Plus as a potential buyer, someone, let's just say I'm trying to start a bakery with my wife. Yep. Um, I might have familiar with Shopify just because it's for me household, but my wife may have none. Um, not yep. We shouldn't assume that everyone knows who Shopify is. Like you and I know the brand, but I think Correct. it's very dangerous to assume that everyone's aware of Shopify and you should build your store on Shopify. We were talking about Magento earlier. By the way, I built... A website in a past life on Magento, so I have familiarity with Magento, yeah. but um, I don't think we should just assume everyone's going to try to go build their store on Shopify. I think that's a great point. I also think there's this weird thing strategy-wise. I'd love to get your perspective on that. I've just noticed. So, like, we, we're doing everything right now for uh, WordPress uh, VIP, so mm -hmm. um, kind of that upmarket offering, right? Because everybody kind of, if you're going to run a blog, you kind of know WordPress. If you're going to start a small and here's my point. Shopify owns the SMB space for e-com. They really do, right? Yep. Yet, I'm sure the CFO would love for their gross margin and their EBITDA to get this more premium offering where big websites, especially ones that are B2B focused, feel like they have to be on Magento, right? Like that's kind of like the prevailing, like it's like uh, HubSpot, right? Like, well, once you go global or you have custom objects in the past, you got to get from HubSpot to Marketo. Mm -hmm. But once you're a big shop, you got to move from Shopify to a custom CMS or this one or that one, but you know, Shopify is really for little people. I find it weird that they want to bring this into the menu from a strategy standpoint and really try to articulate their value for large websites as well. What, what's your take on that? Yeah. Can we go to the pricing just for a second and just see if they're yeah. trying to articulate in other places and that's just buried there for like search and sitemap purposes. I'm just trying to figure it out myself. Okay. So we got Shopify plus. We don't have plan features defaulted. Interesting. So they must have, they had to have tested this. Yeah. My gut is they have, can you click? What is, let's see if we can find Shopify plus either in the nav. It's right here. Sorry. It's right I know here. it's there, but like, um, is it, is it accessible in the nav anywhere? Like under learn? No, no I kind of, kind of caught on to that. That's why I yeah. called it out. Cause I thought that was a very weird decision when you already own so much of this space, I know you're optimized towards that, but I could imagine in the board meeting, sh growing Shopify plus is a huge part of their strategic vision. I would tend to, to agree. It's, there seems to potentially be an opportunity to, if, if the ultimate, I think we're in agreement that there's a goal to try to move up market. If that's a shared goal, organizationally speaking, then there seems to be an opportunity to, more directly call it Shopify Plus, or at least make it easier to navigate and discover 
on different parts of your site, whether that's the homepage. And maybe we can go back to the homepage in a bit too and see if it's more prominent there somewhere on the homepage experience. Like, hey, we're not just for your mom and pop bakery. We're also for, you know, business entities as well. I mean, they talk about um, some. I mean, they're going independent business owners everywhere. Yeah, they're they're hammering the individual smaller types of companies hard. And they're not even using the big logos I know they freaking have because yeah. I tweet about them. That's a, the reason I know it's important is because their CEO and their head of growth, I follow on Twitter and they're always tweeting about the next big shop that chooses Shopify, the next big box retailer that chooses Shopify. So I know it's something they care about. That's why I find it so weird that it feels like it's disconnected from, frankly, their homepage. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It absolutely seems like an opportunity. Oh, yeah. There you go. Now I talk to you about literally all the brands you reckon. It's such a weird, you know what I mean? It like, basically, it's weird yeah, it almost kind of brings you to a whole new, it's not because the nav's consistent, but it's almost a whole separate. Segment. No, it is different, actually. Look, at it's integrate. I know it's a totally different thing. No, no, no. Headless commerce. We're not talking about headless commerce on the other stuff. Mm. No, this is a whole new environment that they have. And it's amazing, frankly. I don't think they are doing as good of a job as they think they are at driving awareness to Shopify Plus. P.S. Here's another interesting observation really quickly. If you remember in the last layout and design when we were looking at Shopify.com, the core, it had interesting margin or design layouts. Yep. That that same design doesn't carry over to, to Shopify Plus. Oh, it probably has a whole different product team, whole different web yeah. team. It's yeah. just interesting that even those two experiences aren't the same. They're not consistent, which is fascinating. I'm sure there's a lot of testing. Well, I think it makes sense because if my wife, right, was like on like trying to start her shop a store, I don't think she would browse from her computer. I think she'd be like on her phone while taking care of the kids or something and like do it from her phone, to be honest. So yeah. I could see why you have two different layouts now. Yeah. I'm interested in platform. Yeah, they have all of the stuff that you do. Let's see pricing. Starting at 2000 or a variable fee for higher volume businesses. I love this, by the way. I think this brand is sick. Yeah, I think the design, I'm actually, I think the design is slicker on elements of so far what we've seen here than, than on the core, core website. Well, it feels, it feels more innovative and I think it feels more like the shop. Like it feels like it resonates so well with this like persona and it seems very substantial compared to, yeah, see Kylie, like, dude, they have it like, yeah, this is slick. This is clean. I just find it very weird. If I were there and CEO, I think one of the things I might want to do, for example, is replace this login button where people can just scroll to my footer and I know that they can figure Shopify it out. Plus, yeah, I agree. Yeah, with or just like enterprise or you know what I mean, like or I call it Shopify Plus. But either way, I think that right there makes me a couple hundred million dollars. To be completely honest, it does seem like they're missing an opportunity to not have it more prominent in their nav or make it at least more easy to find and navigate. Typically, what people narrative as opposed to burying it at the bottom or kind of like what I, you know, we all view as a long listed sitemap that, I mean, I use occasion to navigate cause I can't find it anywhere else, but I'm not going to try to find Shopify plus by going to the bottom of the page. Don't you feel like if you were Shopify though, if you think about what you're doing here, you have to figure out how to integrate your upmarket narrative to your positioning. 
without diluting your existing. And I know that's borderline impossible and very difficult. And I know they've, they've literally chosen not to try to do that. We have Shopify, small logos, approachable. People can see themselves in the mirror when they're on this. And then you get the plus and that's a different experience. I just feel like there's this weird narrative that exists in a Shopify consumer's mind due to the vendors out there. Like the big web developers use Magento oftentimes due to the referral fees and the partnership fees. And I feel like there's still this big push that when you get big enough or if you're B2B, you need Magento, not Shopify. And I don't see them combating that very aggressively, ironically. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think there's an opportunity um, to call out more. Again, my gut is when people get to that experience, it, it probably converts well. It's sleek. It looks oh, great. Yeah, I think the design... Again, it's just very interesting contrast between the core site and, and the Shopify Plus experience. Maybe we can unpack a little bit more here and kind of compare the two. Like, I'd like to see what the, the, the free trial version looks like. Yeah. Or like it. a consumer versus maybe a bigger wow. entity and see if that's different. But See, I would also like this pop-up kind of stinks. Like, I don't know how long. Like, tell me how long it's going to take to create my store. Is a credit card required? Um, I, I think they need to sell this. Uh, this yeah. button is, I think, exceptionally overwhelming to someone without any more context. Yeah, it's like show me. I agree. Like, what's next? You know, there's again probably an opportunity here to maybe have some social proof, right? There's there's just opportunities yeah. here. That also, how do they do pricing? If I have basic Shopify, Shopify, and advanced Shopify, and I start my free trial. How are they growing their average order value on that initial acquisition if I can't pre-select which one I am right now? Isn't that weird? It is. It is slightly weird. Do you see what I'm saying? Because I don't – when I go here, I can't even select the plan. So all plan how, – what? how do I know what's there between the 70 – how would I – you're just going to naturally grow me as I add users? Is that the triggering on their price? It seems very interesting to me. I could make a huge strides in my financials if I were them by getting people to start at 79 over 29, for example, in my mind. Agreed. But I think they're, they potentially also have a different growth strategy than maybe what you and I might naturally think, which is just get, they're, they're probably of a size that they can take on smaller stores as well with the assumption that as those stores grow, they're going to grow with Shopify, right? I mean, again, I'm speculating. Or maybe it's here. Or maybe it, they it, want it might be there. Yeah. I don't know the, the e-commerce space and like their business model well enough, Garrett, to be able to like, tell you one way or the other. But I, a company that this size and magnitude and, and success level, there's probably, there's probably benefits of even getting someone in starting at that basic level. And as their store grows, you're just growing with Shopify, right? And it's probably for like credit card fees, processing fees, other kinds of things. Yeah, they probably make more than the $50 gap on the yeah. three-point gap uh, from the processing, as well as the transaction fee is a full point. Yeah. Plus so they ironically might be more profitable on $29 than $79. Yeah. Plus, like if you're a physical location, there's POS charges and stuff. Like there's, there's multiple other... Mm -hmm. I don't think... This is the tricky part when you're valuing income like Shopify. It's, and it's probably what some of the complexity of their pricing model too. It's not as simple as just to say, I, I appreciate the price, price transparency. I've always believed that if you don't offer price, I'm going to go find it somewhere else. And I'm yep. going to typically start my, my focus with those that are offering. Although I realize that it's 
also not standard. Every company's got a slightly different model and complexity will impact that. But I would agree with you, but I want to know, like, I don't know how I would split test my audience. Let's just say, let's just, let's play devil's advocate and just not assume that because Shopify is big and Shopify, they know what they're doing. Right. Because I get to work with all sorts of publicly traded companies that still need fresh ideas. And I think the issue I have here is I don't know how much money I'm leaving on my table because I don't know what percent of people who visit this page are interested in what plan. Yeah. So I think if I'm playing off what you're, there might be an opportunity, maybe even to start the free trial. I don't know if that experience is different on the homepage or not, but start that free trial at a minimum, maybe allow somebody, it's like that qualifying question. Like, what do you think you need? Or what are you potentially looking yeah. for? And then we can kind of help channel you with additional info, insight, information, et cetera, based on that type of experience. I really curious, like go, go to the Shopify plus. Yeah. See if they, what they do there. See if it's any different. I'm just now I'm yeah. really curious. So they're, yeah, they're doing the old B2B thing. But I like this better, by the way. Move fast, launch even faster. And then they talk about a quote. Are you an agency contacting us on that brand annual revenue? I think this is all because now they can route it to the right uh, salesperson and right SDR, right AE. I think all this is chat now. They're doing all, they're playing all the hits, man. I, I, I think their B2B team is frankly pretty darn good. I like I like the experience here. I know they had a pricing. I I feel like we found a shop. Yeah, platform. I found pricing earlier. It's under platform. Let me grab it for us. Um, they kind of buried it. Hit less I think they should add pricing to the menu. To your point that, earlier, that's, I think, yeah. yeah, that's sort of where I was going. And I think even on the like, let's talk. Like, if you're going to be transparent about pricing, even on here, like, just put it again. Like, hey, yeah, right starting here. At, see, yeah. and I'm curious. Like, does it impact conversion or not? Um, yeah. My suspicion is what I might be turned off on if I'm a big company trying to build an e-commerce site is maybe there's always a perception that when you do business with a big company, they might not be as price flexible, right? Or, or their cost might be out of your quote unquote reach that may or may not be a concerning point for certain businesses. Just leading. I like the fact that they're not taking the stance of like, hey, there's too many intricacies, too many unknowns. We're not going to give you pricing at all. They're leading with starting at 2000. So if they're leading with it on the let's talk kind of experience, I would continue that. Like why, why not continue that? And let's just see what it, see what it does to conversion rate. Like test, test the theory at least. I completely agree with you. And I can't find pricing from dude. Adobe's ability to like do this to a product is truly impressive to me sometimes, but I don't see pricing or any real information. I mean, Shopify is an open ocean now with this going on. Yeah. So, no, I think that's interesting. I love the co- like the ongoing cost of hosting an infrastructure, the last minute stress of performance load testing, the time and cost of outsourcing simple changes you can do yourself, the need for security patches. I think all this stuff is like, I love Shopify, honestly. Like, that's see it, like the way it all works. It was like the, one of my favorite products I've ever used. So, 18% higher conversion with ShopPay. See what I was talking about earlier about like why I liked Shopify? These are all the things I don't think their consumers are so silly. It, like they're so I feel like Shopify's babying their customer here. I really do. Like I did everything for web.com for years for uh network solutions, and they kind of do the same thing. I they feel like they're ba- I feel like they're babying their I don't think Shopify's customer is immature as their marketing is to them. Does that make sense? It does. 
I think that's a fair. I think it's a fair perspective. Because I think they have such an amazing product. Like genuinely, their product is so cool. And I think their best users are users with successful e-commerce stores already. Do you get what I'm saying? Like not the people who are trying, start a shop, never really sell anything. You don't get any transactions from it. And they churn. But the ones that really know what they're doing and the ones that know what they're doing, I genuinely believe really, really want all of the amazing stuff that they were talking about over here. Like they want like localized shopping experiences and 18%. They want shop pay. Like shop pay is amazing. I don't know if you've ever used it before, but shop pay, like the actual app is amazing. One, you know, one thing I might add, and it's yeah. probably for both this side and the core site. And that is they have great stats and stuff here. Like, again, get that on your, your trial or let's talk page. Yeah. Like there's, there's value props here or, or ways that would make me feel more compelled to give you my information and to actually get into that process that they're missing. At least the core site's definitely missing. I mean, we, if you go back yeah. to that free trial on the core, that though, I think the, you know, if I could offer one immediate reaction, cause we can't, it's hard to criticize Shopify. It's just hard. Yeah. No, the Shopify is amazing. This page might be the worst free trial page I've personally encountered in a while for brand like Shopify. Like, yeah. Give me it's objectively stat. bad. It's objectively yeah. bad. What I what's good about it is it's above the fold. So I'm not missing the you know conversion button. Yeah, no distractions. No distractions. So there's I think there's interesting things Only here. Three again, fields. My gut is it's probably working for them. That that's the tricky part. It's like I'm criticizing, although they're Shopify, they're probably crushing it on this, but there just seems to be opportunities to test things like get me stats about stores, how they use it, like success that they're having, maybe average revenue of a Shopify store. Um, give me that type of stuff to help incent me to want to go through your trial, which my gut is when they get someone into the trial, their conversion to paid is likely very high. Yeah. But sell me that value, including, you know, not just for the core page, but for the, the pro page as well, the uh, plus page as well. It just seems the plus page is better. But there still seems to be opportunity on, on both of them. And I think, you know, in Shopify's defense, they're trying to appeal to the least educated buyer in the market with the way they built this entire thing. And I, I think my challenge to Shopify would be is I think you're underestimating your market. And I think you're also optimizing towards maybe not your most profitable user. And I would maybe just turn yeah. up the maturity of your positioning, copy, and marketing like 5%. I, I just think it's too dumbed down for how special their product is. Like their, their product is genuinely that different right. than any of the other ones. And it's that much better. And they don't even talk about it. In all honesty, like you don't even hear about shop pay, which is like the sexiest feature in my mind. If you have consumers, like it's as good as Amazon with the checkout. Like you have some seriously amazing competitive offerings that just go, frankly, un unmarketed. Yeah, I do think like an overview video or something that just kind of shows how the platform how the platform works and how, and how easy yeah. it is for you to use. Because you know, part I think why so many I have to date back because it's been a while since I was involved in a web store. 
but so many people have gone back is it's or choose Shopify in the first place is easy to build. Like Magento, I had to hire a, dev, a yep. team, a dev team to build out that site. Shopify, that's not necessarily as necessary. Although don't oh, quote no. me. I don't I don't pretend to be an expert. But yeah, this see this video that's what I'm talking about. What if they added yeah, this, this instead of this wasted yeah. space? How killer is this freaking like autoplay video? So I want to copy this so bad. Yeah, this th that's slick. I saw this when I oh, I saw the lessening news. Like when you were prepping, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I did that last week and I was like, ooh, yeah. what if they did that here? Wouldn't that be epic? Above the fold, show off some of the sexiness of the product, and then you can still have all your rest of it. And you can just make that one change and it would like increase. I think the resonance of Shopify with their best customer, the ones who already know how to run an e-commerce shop or have a successful yeah. one, I, I, I think you could really increase. Yeah, and now like the header is something like how you build your store online. And then we show a quick video that shows like how easy it is. Then you start your free trial. You've got all your social proof, which is like the businesses online that use them. Like that middle section right there is brilliant because yeah. it sells itself. You. I, we haven't studied all the copy, but I'm sure all the copy is very supportive. Like, I don't think you and I are going to try to nitpick the copy because it's short. No. It's the point. It looks no. The copy's been great. Conceptually, it looks really good. It's this header, and I think it's really like hammering on like we are how you build your store online. Let me show you how easy it is, kind of thing for Shopify. You know, we'll call them the individual store users, and then for like big entities, Shopify Plus. I think it's the same type of strategy. With like a video yeah. with that message, but like now it's how you do it as a big enterprise, like something like that. Like there's the header is what what I'm I'm stuck on. Like there's just room. I think it was like this. Here's what I because here's what we're, I think we realized they don't actually personify the persona. They just almost assume it. So the yeah. platform for the future of e-commerce or something like that. Or the platform yeah. for commerce visionaries. And they build a whole brand around visionaries, right? So you can still be immature or experienced and you still don't alienate anyone. I just don't know if they're, this copy is speaking to a persona or to someone. It just seems like a waste. Like, I, I just think we have to really, uh, we have to, like, we, we're already such an aspirational brand in Shopify. I think. People should choose us due to their own aspirations, whether they're someone running a $50 million shop or someone running a $5 shop. I think we all want to be a better version of ourselves and we want our store to do better. I think there's a play there in their persona that they can really just nail into. And you can bring in the more advanced features and then the simpler features without alienating anyone. Agreed. Hey, can we go to learn really, really quick? I know we're getting yeah. time. I'm just curious. Oh, yeah, I think we're over, but no worries. Yeah, yeah. let's look at that. What do you got? I'm just curious, like what's help center blog business card? This is I mean, let's Shopify community. Yeah. Oh, that's not the best. Yeah, for a slick tool, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. this this sort of looks like it loses some of that sleekness. It's like the forums I my dad goes on for his Toyota truck to figure out what's wrong with the carburetor. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like it's it's not they could build something they they shouldn't have outsourced this. This is an outsourced infrastructure. They should have developed it, in my opinion, and made it community. Community should be huge for them. Like other people figuring out how to do this. And like, look at this. They have accounting and taxes. Let's see. Oh, yeah. This is not the best UI 
for no but i mean they are getting massive engagement and ultimately the most important thing is are they getting the responses and support that they need which i i'm gonna go on a limb and say you're not getting those types of views replies and overall engagement if you're not and shopify is it a community or is it a q a because i think community is more like a slack channel where people can go back and forth and interact with strategies and help and support each other while this feels like a forum this does feel more like a discussion board. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. Exactly. I just don't know if it's a com- like when they said community, I was expecting this like super slick and sexy example of what community could be for other brands. Yeah, and I don't know like if they're highlighting, highlighting like stores and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I thought it could be this really cool like brand play. And yeah, I agree. I'm not sure that's what it is yet. Some scalable top of funnel content that doesn't exist anymore. A 500. Sarah, that's always good. This is like their version of a glossary, I'd imagine, but it's not. This is what I mean, man. Even the best of the best have opportunities. Everyone that they, does. Yeah, Everyone. that they just can't get to. Yeah. Free tools. These are pretty sweet. This is. Yeah. I like the way I've used their domain name generator. It's yeah, actually it pretty legit. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I almost right. like. Could you? Could you maybe not bury some of this as much? Like, maybe free tools for this particular part of the site is more important. Again, I don't have the, you and I don't have the web data in front of us, but yep. my guess is free tools might, like maybe that's something you put on the free trial page or as a follow-up to me filling out a free trial. Like, hey, here's here's tools that help you assess and, and evaluate. Like there's just, there seems that that page, and then you're gonna ask me the question in a second, but like that page is the one I can't really get my head, get out of my head to be honest. The free trial? That free trial page. Oh yeah, it's it's painful. I don't know. Like they they have like it's not like they don't have enough like social proof <laughs> or like good example. Like they have so yeah. much for them. But no, nah, man, Pete, this has been amazing. So beyond the trial page, we got one thing. You got three things to change. Uh, obviously, you want to fix the trial page. Uh, what are the other two things that you're going to focus on as we wrap up? I think we talked about one, which I think we're both in agreement. Shopify Plus. Uh, it it seems buried right now. Yeah. Let's let's make it more prominent. I think there's a multitude of strategies that can uh, uh, try. The obvious one is pull it up to the top of your nav and try to at least help navigate enterprise traffic separate from, you know, individual stores. Yep. I think that's one. I think the header, we talked a lot about the header on the core Shopify site. I think the copy and then potentially being able to show the sleekness and call out certain features either through imagery that can tell that story or actual video content, especially yeah. today's day and age, like who doesn't prefer video over or copy? So I would at least like to see it tested. I'll go, although again, I, if we go to Time Capsule and see it, they might have tested this before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we talked about the trial page. I and we could pick on other things, but listen, I I don't want to sit here and crap on Shopify. They they do most things right. So hopefully yeah. this stuff helps. I think the community page, I agree. It also doesn't really look like community page. It, it looks like a forum or discussion board. So those would be like the three, four. I think I gave you four. Those would be like the four areas <laughs> that I would I'd harp on. No, that was amazing, Pete. And I think, you know, in closing, I think the big thing if I were Shopify is I think you're taking one of the most advanced products I've ever used and the most intuitive and amazing products I've ever frankly used. And you're like not really leading with it in all honesty. Like, I think we might just need to turn up the, like, I think they've dumbed down their marketing so much that they diluted the fact that their product is that amazing. 
like genuinely their product. And I don't say that lightly, like Shopify's product is that much better than everyone else's. And yet they've somehow like removed it from the way they sell you. Yeah. And I, I think maybe it's a fifth tab that says product and it goes through the features because they don't even have a product page in that nav on Shopify. They have it on plus, but no, I, I love everything you're saying. I totally agree. And this has been a blast. So Pete, if anyone wants to follow along you with your journey um, or learn more about uh, Alice, what's the best way for them to do it? I'd say LinkedIn. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the Twitter game. If anyone's got insight, I, I've yeah. never really uh, spent the time. I don't think yet to really figure it out. It's a little intimidating to me. So LinkedIn, I'd, I'd say LinkedIn's the best. I love it. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks so much for being on the show. And uh, that, everyone, is SaaS Marketing Makeover. Thanks. Thanks, Kat.